0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic to cosplay to Schitt's Creek, to Supernatural, and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to It's a Schmidt Thing. Tonight we are talking about Schmidt from New Girl, and that's all we are going to be talking about. (laughs) No, we really, we're going to be continuing our comedy celebration with a discussion of New Girl. We'll be talking about the other characters for about five minutes, but we'll spend the majority of the time on Schmidt. Totally kidding, everybody. We are going to focus on the other characters. So this should be a fun conversation. Tiff is finally back. Tiff hasn't been on since January. So I'm very excited to have Tiff back. (laughs) Happy to be here. (laughs) So welcome, Tiff. Thank you. Okay, so before we get started at talking about New Girl, I just want to go around and have my panelists tell me one thing they're into right now in pop culture. So Meg, it always throws me when you're first. It's Meg! <laughs> me <too. laughs> Who's that girl? It's Meg! It's Meg! <laughs> so Meg, what are you into right now?
2: Listen, how awesome would it be if I just came out here and be like, God, I
1: really hate Schmidt. <laughs> You'd be gone in about two seconds flat. Like, <laughs> <"Hey>,
2: <laughs> oh no, we lost the connection.
0: Aaron's like, uh, cut. <laughs>
2: we see her live screen
0: go screen. black.
2: My oh, no, no. screen is over. You never hear from me again.
1: <laughs> oh no, her Wi-Fi was bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Well, that's a bummer. Oh well.
2: i absolutely don't I, i i adore schmidt but what i have been into so i mentioned a while ago that i'm in i started listening to the dungeons and daddies podcast and when i first brought it up i had listened to one episode and now i am so like deeply in it that It was hard for me to rewatch New Girl, not because I didn't want to and not because I don't love the show, but because all I wanted to do was walk around my house with earbuds in, ignoring my whole family and life, listening to Dungeons and Daddies. It's freaking hilarious. And if you don't like Dungeons and Dragons, that's okay, because it's barely that. It's just, it's really, really funny. And I just... I'm I'm like, oh, I'm done watching New Girl. And I immediately started listening to Dungeons and Daddies again. I'm like 30 episodes in and they're two hours long. <laughs> My mind still goes to a different place when you say the name. Of- and it's so funny because their whole thing is like, you're listening to Dungeons and Daddies, not a BDSM podcast.
1: <laughs> I know. I remember when you first mentioned it on what we are into, one of those episodes, and you specifically said that. yeah Uh, yeah yeah. but I still every time you say it I'm still in my mind it just goes
2: straight it's it's hilarious it's just even if you don't like D&D it's just a really really fun funny podcast of basically professional writers and actors playing really really funny characters and just being dads like soccer dads going up to try and find (laughs) their kids in the forgotten realm and if you do like D&D there is D&D in there like Shh, don't tell people who don't like DD, but there is. <laughs> <laughs> There's dice rolling. It happens.
1: <laughs> so, Susie, what are you into?
3: So, recently I have seen the doc. Okay, it's a really long title Doctor Strange 2 and the Multiverse of Madness. And uh, listen, I would not have seen this film if it were not for for three things. Number one, Sam Raimi. Number two, Bruce Campbell. And number three, Scarlet Witch. These were my driving reasons to go see this film. And oh my God, this movie just like oozes the Sam Raimi charm out of every like scene. And it just brings me so much joy. Cause I'm like, that's thank you, Sam. Thank you for giving us this and when bruce campbell shows up i just like i'm like yes thank you if they're two for one like you can't get a better deal anywhere else like i
1: i yes mm. but does the car show up does the, no. No. unfortunately not so not that
3: i saw but like then again i was very much like just enamored by all all of what like what scarlet witch was doing i'm not gonna like spoil too much but Oh, I love that woman. She's so, I, I just, I love strong, powerful women. And she's just like, oh, my little gay ass in the theater was just like, oh my
1: God, you're amazing. <laughs> yeah, and, and I have yet, I did not see the first Doctor Strange. Mm. Everybody knows that I, what I think of Benedict Cumberbatch. I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no,
3: before I would, like, everyone knows how I feel about Spider-Man, so, them. yeah the recent the more recent one at least and so before we went to see it a friend of mine was like hey did you watch the new Spider-Man and I looked at them and I went no so you're not gonna you're not gonna be caught up to date on this move you're not gonna know what happens I and haven't I seen like, the new Spider-Man so I was no like spoilers. I don't care I read the wiki so I'm good <laughs> I care not to see him
2: wow Shit. I I love my my friendly <laughs> neighborhood Spider-Man I still haven't seen no way home though mostly because no. I'm just tired he's
3: not my friendly neighborhood spider-man that distinction goes to two other lovely humans
2: i'm too busy listening to dungeons and daddy's podcast i don't have time to go to the movies yeah
3: you're too busy visiting those dungeons
2: i actually got got very annoyed because it's an adult podcast i got really annoyed i had to give my daughter a ride somewhere and i was like i was like can you just put your headphones on so i can listen you sad. just put I'm, your
3: airpods
1: in discreetly like my name mm-hmm. i'm
2: neglecting my family
1: <laughs> so Fine. so so tiff what are you into right now
0: i'm just i'm just sitting here giggling <laughs> See, it's just so funny <laughs> i right now i finally finally was able to sit down and actually start upload It's been out since March and I've been so neglectful with my television watching. I haven't watched like anything except pretty much cooking shows lately. I don't know what's going on with me, but it has like retained all of the charm, all of the great writing, all of the great acting from season one. I'm loving it. I know I'm going to go through and probably watch it another four times. Meg agrees with me uh it, it's so good it's just so so good and Robbie Amell is like the only Amell that we recognize in this yes <laughs>
1: and on this podcast thank you <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes so that's what I'm into that's what I'm feeling right now uh and of course listening to my faves podcast at Behead pod and at It's a Fandom Thing. I was going to say, what am I not? (laughs) No, I was going in alphabetical order, (laughs) Erin. I was so surprised when she
2: said that. I was like, wait, that's me. (laughs) That's
0: me. I since since you go in alphabetical order, I was just honoring the time honored tradition of alphabetical order, even though I am always last, no matter Aww. what. I need you to find a Tanya that's a T O. A T O in my A.
2: Find someone named Whitney or something. <laughs> exactly. A Yolanda. Yeah.
3: If you like, Z-Z. I can change my name to Zuzi with a Z. Nice. <laughs> you will switch up nice. the order of.
0: Oh
2: attention that. listeners <laughs> if your name starts with something after Tiff, please yeah. contact it's a fandom thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: So Help you'll have to out. be you'll have to be on an episode with Tyler sometime because Tyler There you go. <laughs> we saw this, there so... you go. Tell me when Tyler <laughs> is coming on so I can live.
0: Like Meg and Susie, and not go less every single time.
1: <laughs> I, I am going to be inviting Roman and Tyler. I'm going to be inviting you on um, our John Waters episode, and then, uh, of course, for our horror month. So, oh, you know I love horror. I yes, you were
2: so- say John Wayne. I'm like, wow, really. <laughs> <laughs> you're weird. really going like any fandom huh anything to avoid imagine? watching our flag means
1: death and making me happy can you imagine <laughs> me doing john wayne oh my I gosh, no. it's a
2: john wayne thing
1: <laughs> that, that would be in 2030 <laughs> we've run out of everything so now we're talking about john wayne it's a
2: Desert wasteland, and there's Aaron talking.
3: <laughs> there's Aaron floating on an asteroid. It's
2: just,
1: <laughs> just her podcast head because gear. Of cryogenics. <laughs> talking about John Wayne. Uh, well, what I'm into is there is a new HBO series called The Staircase. So based on the, based on Meg's. Place, I'm sorry but the excitement from Meg. based on the docu series, the staircase. but I mean everybody should know that this, you know it's about the famous case of Kathleen Peterson, whom her husband, Michael Peterson called the police and said his wife had fallen down the stairs and all these people thought he killed her. I think he killed her. Uh, <laughs> her you know' there's also- by
2: my husband. Colin Firth.
1: yes I, I i i thought that was hugh jackman so that's why i was like no
2: <laughs> i have many husbands i'm spanish jackie i have 19 husbands
1: <laughs> i only have a few people that i like <laughs> Susie, i just noticed you changed your name <laughs> look at that tip yeah <laughs> i'm so that's excited what you know. keep it fresh Susie is now oh. Susie with a Z. Susie, Susie. yeah, Susie uh, with the lions, yeah. not Susie with the Z, because Susie with the Z goes. Z. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But the, but this is um, also Tony Collette plays Kathleen Peterson, so it goes back and forth in time, and I love Tony Collette, so shout out to her, she's amazing. So, so is Colin Firth; they're both really good. And I binged the first three episodes yesterday. It's, it's probably not the best thing to watch when you're in a weird headspace like I am. But I watched it anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> that's on HBO Max. So, so go watch that if you're into true crime. And I know a lot of our listeners are since that's one of our most popular episodes. So we're going to get into New Girl. And I'm just going to tell you briefly what New Girl is about if you don't know what New Girl is about. And I have to say, first off, I want to say before I do this. I was so hesitant to watch this show, New Girl. This was a first-time watch for me. And I should have known, because Tiff and I have very similar taste in shows. And because Tiff loved it, I should have known that meant that I would love it. And I love this show. Uh, There are a couple issues I have with it, but they're so small that I just... I, I don't care. And I just love all the characters. I even like Zoe Deschanel in this and I am not a big fan of hers and that was why I was hesitant so what this show is is it follows Zoe Deschanel's character Jess that after a bad breakup an offbeat young woman which she always plays offbeat young women moves into an apartment loft with three single men although they find her behavior very unusual the men support her most of the time that's the IMDB thing you know it's more than that but that's the imdb little thing and i just wanted to give a couple of quick little trivia things here um well i don't know if coach will come up but of course when this show first started in the first episode they had the character of coach played by damon waynes jr who was also in happy endings which is what we're covering in a couple weeks and they didn't know it was going to be picked up for another season got picked up for another season so that's why he is only in the first episode then he comes back later on so that's why if you're ever wondering why that happened that's why that happened Um, Max Greenfield who plays the best character Schmidt who is who we're really going to be talking about soon I love this character so much I warned everybody Uh, almost quit acting before he auditioned for New Girl so this is what made him not quit acting Uh, so Schmidt's first name was eventually revealed to be what my panelists Winston.
2: And Winston is a main character. Well done, unrehearsed.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was beautiful. I feel good about it.
2: First, first try.
1: It was great. Yes, yes, that was that was that was incredible. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and get into this now. I know I didn't put on here favorite episodes because of time. I wanted to try and dive into the characters more for this one. So I apologize, but we are going to be talking about favorite guest spots because there are so many actors that come and do guest spots that I thought that was important. And we're going to single out one in particular, too, before we give our other favorite, which I'm sure if you've watched this show, I think you can probably guess what that's going to be. And if you've listened to this podcast, you can probably guess what that's going to be. Uh, So we'll reveal that in a minute. So Meg, I want to know, first off, what are your general thoughts on Jess and Cece? So we're going to start with the women.
2: Okay. I just want to quick say one of my favorite little bits of trivia is when Nick has his breakup video that he's watching later. I love how they reference that coach left. And Nick's video is like, he's going to go leave and live with a bunch of other white people Yes. in reference to (laughs) Damon Wayans Jr. going to happy endings. And that, that just made me chuckle. My general thoughts on Jess and Cece. I do not have an issue with Zoe Deschanel. So it was never any hesitation for me. She can be, I think, a little much if you like, like binging was a lot. Um, And she did get kind of typecast into this manic pixie dream girl after 500 days of summer. I mean, but she wants to work. So that's not her fault necessarily. But Mm -hmm. um, I love their friendship. I love Jess and Cece's friendship. I love that they address how different the two of them are. And when they have a whole conversation about, do you think we would have been friends if we had met now? Um, and they're like, maybe not, but it doesn't matter because we are fr- we are friends. And I think if if you have one of those lifelong friendships that time and distance doesn't really affect it, it's it's just there's something about it that's so special and and so ridiculous. Like their boob slapping fight that they get into, and they get mad at each other over stuff in seventh grade. I just, I loved it so much. Um, I love how Cece starts out being like kind of a normal, but a little bit crazy, like model. And like all of the other characters, as the show progresses, she just gets weirder and weirder and weirder. And it's my favorite. I just, I, I love that Cece and Schmidt wind up together. I love their relationship because it seems so unexpected. There we go. Or I don't, I don't even know. But Jess is my favorite episodes. My favorite moments with Jess are generally kind of the quieter, more introspective Jesses. I like it when she's wild and zany and kooky. I love it when they're playing um, True American, this ridiculous game. Uh, but I. Like it when she feels a little bit more grounded. And I will tell you, I never appreciated her more than in season five when Zoe J. <laughs> Chanel went on maternity leave and Jess wasn't there and we were stuck with Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you weren't a big fan of Jess. Bye, Susie. <laughs> Susie agree, or maybe Susie loves Reagan. I, I will don't not take any
3: Reagan slander. Thank you very much. Well Uh then, it's going to be a
2: very (laughs) awkward conversation because I cannot stand that character at all. But yeah, I just i i love their friendship, and unlike mine and Susie's friendship, she's not going to send me Regency era thirst talks anymore, and I'm kind of (laughs) sad. But yeah, I I don't know. I'm not used to going first. It's very difficult for me. (laughs) I'm I'm sweaty like Nick. Not really. That's gross. <laughs>
1: okay. Here, this is for you, Susie. <laughs> it's not Megan Fox's fault that she's ungodly hot.
2: Carl also <laughs> knows I'm not a huge Megan Fox fan, so that kind of colors my view. Susie's really I know. Italy like, now. Susie's I'm really like, dumb. She's, <laughs> she is done with me 100% but it just felt like the most unrealistic this character is... I've ever seen. Why would she ever, di- why would I? I, I nope. no, nope, Not going to get into that. I, I love how passionate Jess is about teaching. I love how much she cares about her kids, her job. I love how dedicated she is, but I also love how eventually finally with much, much prompting, she's able to understand that she's moved beyond that and wants to do something else with her life. So all right. yeah. I'm going to shut up now until someone else starts talking and then i'll interrupt them the wow. meg special <laughs> the,
1: the, <laughs> the joking about how everybody doesn't like schmidt in the beginning now it's the reagan's and megan fox slander but the schmidt thing was a joke <laughs> well i know i know but i think because that happened
2: <laughs> like... <laughs> i honestly i was running out of time to watch new girl and i was like i don't need to re-watch the Reagan. <laughs> so. I wickied those. Wow! You Z- slandered you my Spidey. Man.
1: I will slander your Reagan. Just twisting it more and more. So, Susie, is your name really going to be Zuzi? So you're doing that so Tiff can go. I'll do that for Tiff, so Tiff can go second. I'm happy uh. to. Well, Tiff. <laughs> Thank so, you, Susie. A new new friendship has the rose in, Meg. Yes. Be careful, though, because I know know something. But be careful, Tiff. So be careful. (laughs) Might change your name back.
3: The name can change back. We'll see. It could turn into an A, so I could go before Meg.
0: (laughs) She's like, my name is now (laughs) Azuzi.
1: So, Tiff, what are your thoughts? I am, yeah,
0: the whole Zoe Deschanel, you know, that, that manic pixie dream girl you know she's got this very big eyes and she's got that voice you know and the dark hair and all that kind of stuff and I think it does lend itself to her being typecast in a certain way and it's funny because she's in a while ago she's an elf and an elf she's blonde and the whole her whole vibe in elf is so much different then when she gets cast later on in Five Hundred Days of Summer. And then of course when she's, you know, and throughout the series a new girl, it's a completely different vibe. So I think she has kind of been pigeonholed now into this. And I for some reason I believe it's hair color that has something to do with it. I can't figure it out just yet. But
1: no, I think you're right. It's the
0: bangs too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's the bangs. She didn't have bangs in um in elf. She, yeah, she like had you know, layers or whatever, but, um, but I, yeah, I like uh, Jess is, she's kooky and she's, uh, she's really silly, but you know, she's smart. I mean, she does. And she's extremely dedicated to her students, wherever she's teaching, she's definitely dedicated. She tries to, I think she tries to be cooler than what she is, you know, because she's ultimately, she's like a big dork. Um, And I don't say that meanly, I don't say that in a bad way, but, you know, she does have, she's very quirky and, um, and I don't think she lets that bother her too much. She does her own thing um, from the way she dresses to, you know, how she presents herself, her dislikes, her likes, that whole thing. Her friendship with Cece just, I feel like it's really charming because those are two people that you wouldn't necessarily see together. You know, here Cece is this model and she's she's not an airhead, but <laughs> she but she's presented a certain way in the early parts of the series. And it's definitely like, oh, she's a model where, mm-hmm. you know, the her intellectual side is definitely not being shown, especially when you can see who her roommates are and who the people that she's hanging out with. The, the Russian model—I can't remember what her name is. But
2: she... That birthday when Cece drank with her mouth.
0: Oh yeah,
2: I think <laughs> Natasha.
1: It's a Roman name. Uh, yes, no, yeah, no.
0: yeah. It's it's definitely not like it's not like not Natalia. Roman, Russian. Or... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Why did you say Roman? <laughs> <No>! Yeah. <laughs> Roman name. Oh my
0: god. It's like it's like it's like Mishka or you know something something to that effect, but. um Yeah, but I feel like their friendship is really cute. Uh, They've been friends for so long. You know, you have this friendship going back to junior high. It's gone through all of these ups and downs and you see growth and you see evolution. And I just think it's really sweet, but they are so silly together. They really are. They're so silly, but I like it. I like seeing, I like seeing friendships where you don't have this kind of frenemy attitude. And that is so prevalent on TV, especially in sitcoms. You know, it's like, oh, we're friends, but we're backstabbing each other. And we're being catty and all this kind of stuff. And there, you never get that from them. You never, you never get that from them. Um, they argue, and they, you know, they they fight with each other. But it's nothing to do with, oh, I'm going to steal your boyfriend, or, you know, I'm going to to undercut you at work or anything like that. So, I think the friendship is just
1: adorbs yeah yeah and it was Nadia thank you Meg <laughs> I knew it
0: was something with an N
1: <laughs> yeah it was something
3: Russian yeah. not Roman oh god <laughs> Roman name. It's, it's allergy Brainless brain Listen. Aurelius <laughs> the I've pause in the see- air is doing some weird stuff and also the besmirching of some beloved characters names is also doing a number on my, my synapses. i'm a
2: little i'm a little messed up from the spider-man, Spider-Man game Man.
1: Too. <laughs> so Zuzi, <laughs> Zuzi,
3: <laughs> what are your thoughts okay so jess isn't like my favorite character <laughs> Um, I'll admit though, when I did start watching New Girl, I've, it was during the time in my life when I was very much obsessed with Bones. And I, when I saw the promos for New Girl, I was like, "Oh, uh, what is it? Zoe Deschanel? Oh, she's Emily, De, Emily Deschanel's sister. Oh, it's it's going to probably be really neat because I love <laughs> um, I love Emily Deschanel." <laughs> and so I I watched it with that in mind, and then i just i got sucked into the show um mainly because of the other characters and not so much because of jess like don't get me wrong jess is still like a fine character and she does care like she's sweet funny she cares a lot about people oftentimes to a fault and sometimes is very cartoonish in her actions and maybe a little bit over the top but that's kind of fine, because Who Among Us doesn't get a little bit zany and Looney Tunish in our life?
2: She is a cartoon monkey in a commercial.
3: Yeah. Oh my god, I know like that was like a comparison that I made, and they did it in the show, but I was surprised because I didn't think they would show it for some reason, and when they did like the cartoon monkey, I was like, their resemblance is uncanny. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's almost amazing. like
2: they created this commercial to make the monkey look like something. We're gonna bridge this gap between us with Bones' love because I was so obsessed okay. with that show when it was out. Okay.
3: So. We're gonna we're too. gonna build up this bridge with Bones. That's how
2: we'll. That sounds really morbid. That's how we'll I know. We'll.
3: <laughs> it's it's delightfully morbid. We'll go with that. It's delightfully morbid. Yeah, Jess is fine. I don't really have much to say about her because, unlike some people, my favorite period of the show was when. Zoe was on maternity leave, and there was a lot less Jess. <laughs> like, I didn't miss her when she was gone, and I enjoyed having everyone else in the cast more.
2: Um. Okay. I feel like I need to re- to. I didn't say I necessarily missed Jess when she was gone. I I because she's not my favorite character. I just liked her so much more than Reagan.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, no. See, I liked Reagan it, it a lot a more trade-off. than Jess, and I was like. Could we just finish the show with these characters and maybe have Jess just, just be on jury duty till the end of the show? <laughs> I would have been fine with that.
2: She's gonna go on that's the weird. trial for the Scranton Strangler. She just travels around the country yeah. as a juror. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's that that's her weird. spin-off show. And then we'll just keep New Girl with with everyone. <laughs> Um, But yeah, out of the two, like, I, but I do love her friendship with Cece. They really do, like, they're childhood friends. They've known each other for the longest time. They really care each other about each other. Even when they're mad at each other, they still, like, look out for one another and try to support each other. Like, even when her and Cece have that fight about Cece being a model. And she's like, your job is so easy. Like, whatever. And when Cece's about to get fired, Jess is like, no, 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 please don't fire her. I'll do it. Like, even when they're still mad, they still like, I'll be there for you because you're my friend. And even though we have our differences, I still love you. Meg, I'm looking at you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> we may have our differences, but I still love you. Yeah, but out of the two, I think I just really like CC a lot more as a character because she just, she's more, Jess is a little bit more chaotic, but, she's, but Cece, even though she does have chaotic moments, she's a little bit more emotionally grounded. And I really like that about her. And she is kind of like the mama bear friend because um, she's just so supportive and loving to the people around her. Like when she tells, like after uh, the breakup that Nick has with Jess, she encourages him to go out and seek out new relationships. Even when she realizes that she's in love with Schmidt and he's with Fawn, she still encourages him to, to speak for himself and his to speak up in his relationship with fawn even though she does like him like that could have in any other writer's hands i feel like that could have been an opportunity for her to like sabotage that relationship but no she was like he clearly likes her like i'm i'm gonna support him and you know make sure that if like he really does like her let's i'm gonna try to help him make it work because this is something that he wants and i'm not gonna let my feelings necessarily get in the way of that and make me be catty
2: yeah, that's what um, I really appreciate yeah. about this show is that there was never any of that underhanded stuff like if, if your ex, like with Nick and Jess, neither of them were ever trying to to damage each other's relationships after they broke up and even their breakup, as much as I thought it was a stupid lazy writing decision from the writers they handled it as characters really really well together and that's something that you don't see very often and i really appreciated that about Mm -hmm. this show because yeah schmidt and cece they're all like they've all kind of dated around each other a lot and they've all dated some of the same people and i think that's really amazing about this show where like with robbie robbie
3: that oh roberto
2: and i feel like schmidt and robbie is yes
1: cc will cut you for us Jess will knit a knife and mail it to me i love that yeah no it's very
3: much like jess will try to kill you with kindness and cc will buy a sword name it kindness and kill you with it <laughs> <laughs> that's the two differences
2: that's that's, That's a
0: are. perfect description.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. Perfect
0: description. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, but I also yeah. just really want to quickly touch on like before
0: we move on. Just
3: also her friendship with Winnie is one of like my most favorite things because they're just so happy being weird and crazy together, and it is so enjoyable. Like in, in the Chris in one of the Christmas episodes where he just makes a random beanbag and. And even Schmidt is like, that's not a good enough gift for my beautiful, awesome wife. And he's like, no, no, this is a Winston CC mess around. It's, it's an inside thing. You're not going to get it. And he's like, no, no, no. She needs an awesome gift. And he's like, no, I know her. She's my friend. She's going to love it. And when she opens it, she tells them, she's like, the beanbag! and they get all excited and they're just very sweet friends. And I, I like when he moves out later, they're, they're like, the episode where he's moving out and they have this moment together and they kind of use Ferguson as a proxy to talk about their feelings it's just it's so sweet and i just i love their their friendship and it's
1: so great yeah i agree i love that their cc and winston's mess arounds they're very <laughs> they talk about their very first mess around because it's the still nobody else gets their friendship everybody's like i, I don't you know babe babe No, babe, babe. (laughs) Like, sorry. I I love their relationship, too. Uh, Well, like I said, the big thing that held me back from this show was Zoe Deschanel because of that manic pixie dream girl thing that it's not her fault at all. I mean, it really is not her fault. She fell into that and became typecast. And it is interesting because I love Elf, too, that she is so different in that. You're right, Tiff, because of that hair. (laughs) <laughs> which is so it's so icky that
0: that is what but it's, it's so this, it's this it's minor like, thing it's this yeah. minor detail but she looks so different in elf as opposed to when she looks i, I mean the the way hair color can just completely change the entire personality of your acting on screen it's just it's it's freaking and that's
2: what even even if you see her on other shows with the brown hair and the bangs are like sideswept or they're not there it's so weird it's it's so weird how different she is she was on an episode of bones and she played a completely different character that wasn't like this kooky weirdo girl but her bangs i'm pretty sure were like so it's like when the bangs are down that's when she's like i'm crazy (laughs) yeah
1: yeah yeah it is it's some it's something about that yeah so that is why I hesitated. But I will say she really did grow on me. And what I love about Jess is she is so quirky and that could get really old, but I think it's a genuine quirkiness. It's not like this made up thing. That's really who she is. And she never really changes who she is. She tries to do certain things like when she tries to have a one night stand or when she (laughs) or anything when she tries to get out of her comfort zone it immediately doesn't feel real because that's not who she is. So I like that they never really strayed from that. And I think it's very important to mention that this show was created by a woman because I think that makes a huge difference in how these women are portrayed and written and the men too, I want to say. I think there's a reason the men have the friendships they have in here. And I think it's because this was created by a woman. And I that makes a huge difference in how you're seeing things because with Jess's relationship with Cece, they it's so important that they never have those battles and those cat fights over men. That is so crucial. Like there was never like a love triangle. There was never like, Oh, I actually like Nick. Oh, I like Schmidt. There was never anything like that, which would have been so icky and wrong. And I'm so grateful for that. And when they have battles, it's more real. It's more realistic when they have fights, not battles, but when they have fights, it's more realistic than in other shows because When you turn a woman's identity fully into just about men and their friendships, just about men, it's not fun to watch. So I really appreciate their friendship a lot. And I think what CC does with Jess is CC kind of grounds Jess and also helps Jess kind of get out, even though being quirky is her thing and that really is who she is. I think sometimes she uses it as a way of kind of hiding and not actually going after what she wants and so Cece helps her kind of break that down a little bit and go after what she wants. And Jess kind of brings out some quirky sides to Cece as well and also helps her realize that, you know, she deserves to be with a person that she loves and that she's, I think Cece eventually realizes she's more than just a quote unquote model. Um, and I what I enjoyed about Cece too is watching her become a bartender. What I thought was so interesting about that is that she was so awful at it. Because I really didn't expect that. I was like, they're going to make her like this amazing bartender and because she's so gorgeous. She's going to get all these tips and it's going to be amazing. And then she's not. And I just, I don't know why that really brought me joy. Not because I don't like Cece because I love Cece. But I think it was just like this thing where you didn't expect that. And that's another thing I appreciate about this show is a lot of things you don't expect. And especially with a lot of the male characters happen uh, in this show so i appreciate that and once again i think it's because a female created this show and just plain and simple so okay so we're gonna get into the guys to Nick the best character ever schmidt uh <laughs> Winston and coach I warned everybody <laughs> so we're gonna get into the guys your general thoughts and you can you can name your 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 favorite of the guys I mean I really can I honestly
2: adore all of them for very very different reasons i think the one i have the most frustration with and it's not even because of the character i think it's an issue with writing and like i was i watched the show and it was coming out and it was live and i would i was obsessed with it so i read all these articles and like i get really really frustrated with nick because i feel like he has all of this potential and i feel like the writers were like he has potential that doesn't mean like he's the best perfect thing i think the writers no, were very much like we can't let him progress too much because then what will we do with him and it was the same thing with him and jess's relationship like i read an interview with them talk with um Meriwether, elizabeth Meriwether, um saying that none of us in the writer's room had really had a grown-up relationship yet at this time. So we didn't know how to write it. So we decided to end it. And I'm like, that's lazy. It's lazy. I don't care if people like Nick and Jess together or anything like that. That's lazy writing. And I think I've talked ad nauseum about how frustrated I get with will they, won't they pairings and couples because it treats relationships like they're the end and they're not, it's not a beginning of something else. And that once a couple is together, then there's no longer any interest or anything worth exploring or growing together. And it felt a lot like that for me with Nick in that they were like, well, we just don't know how to make him not be a loser. So we're just going to let him continue on to be a loser. The man passed the bar without finishing law school. I feel like that was something that was so important for all of us to know. And they totally just let it go by the wayside. That's not an easy thing to do. He's not an idiot, but they constantly treat him like a moron. Is he, does he have Peter Pan complex? Does he have his issues? Of course. And some of my favorite Nick episodes are about like his dad and his relationship with his father when his dad dies and he goes to his funeral. That's one of my favorite episodes because you can see that he was responsible his whole life growing up. So it makes you understand why he reverts to this, childish bullshit that he reverts to when he's finally on his own. And he has other people like Schmidt and Winston and, and Jess there to take some of that load off of him. And he just goes too far in the opposite direction. That all being said, I love Nick. I love all of them. Schmidt. I don't know if I could ever live with Schmidt. I love him. couldn't either. So much. I I would lose my mind. One of us would kill each other and I'm not sure who it would be. I feel like he would kill me for not using a coaster and I would kill him for almost anything. Like I, 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 I don't know how I would survive living with any of these men if I'm being perfectly honest. And one of my favorite things about this show, it feels like we're seeing so much from Jess's perspective. And the more she knows these people the weirder they all get because they all start out kind of goofy but like normal goofy and then you have them crawling through air ducts with a bucky badger and (laughs) nick spending how long thousands of dollars on pranking schmidt making schmidt think he's getting schmidt thinks he's getting older and shorter and and schmidt measuring himself as a 30 year old man (laughs) it's it's just i love this these guys are the reason i watched the show if i'm being perfectly honest i like zoe deschanel i like jess i love ccc's in there too but these men and their friendship and their relationship and how they all adjust to having a woman invade their their sanctum i guess for for lack of a better word is so funny and interesting and their relationships i this show is what I reference and think about when they're like, when people talk about how we don't see enough male friendships on TV without them being toxic and without like, and complaining about people shipping male friends and be like, why can't we just have friends be friends? These four men, but I'm mostly going to reference the three because Coach is just mm-hmm. kind of in and out. Yeah. They have an amazing friendship. They have this beautiful, weird antagonistic but loyal friendship between them. And they've all known each other. Schmidt throws a tin anniversary party for a living with Nick. And Nick thinks it's the weirdest effing thing in the world, but you know what? He's there and he's there to support his friend. Winston and Nick knowing each other through their entire childhood and all their weird, their weird little in jokes, like whether or not Winston was masturbating <laughs> And Nick went to go visit him in college. Like it's all it's all there. There's so much history. There's so much love and they feel so real. And I and I just love them all. Winston, uh, Bex Winston is I, is yeah, I was an, gonna say I love Winston. I love Winston. I, I adore love Winston him. so damn much. <laughs> he started out so normal. And he just got weirder and weirder. And then he's sitting here having the most over-the-top memorial for a cat I have ever. I love that episode. I love it so much too, just, and everyone takes it so seriously because they love Winston so much. When Cece is like, "I don't know what I'll ever do if I lost you to Schmidt," as if this cat is the equivalent to her <laughs> husband. It's the mo- I, I just I yeah these these men are the reason why I watch this show because they're all so well rounded. Um, yes, the, Winston's gradual descent into what the fucker fuckery. It's amazing. His pranks. Oh my God, when he puts <laughs> a blueberry in Schmidt's cereal, and that's his prank. And then at the end, when he's like, you guys did an <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> it's just, I can't stop talking about how much I love these men because they're just, they're fantastic and they do all grow. And I think that's what makes it so frustrating for me seeing them make Nick stall so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is one of the things that. I did appreciate about Reagan's character as much as it irritated me because it felt like, and this is not Reagan slander. Don't worry, Susie. It felt like this woman was way too put together and too adult to be dealing with any of this nonsense, like any of it. And she just never felt as fully fleshed out or as invested in any of these men as, as I was, or I feel like as Jess was, she was just kind of there and put up with it rather than really embracing them and their weirdness, which we see with CC, Jess, Allie, they all kind of dive into this dumpster of weird together. And Reagan kind of always circled around it. And that was, I feel like a big, my big issue also i do love coach i just I, he just wasn't in it as much damon wayne's jr is hilarious i loved him in happy endings he's so funny i loved him in winston's like rivalry <laughs> with each other and i i just but yeah i i watched for for those three men mostly because they were just so mm-hmm. sweet and weird <laughs> yes and, and they- insane <laughs> Mm -hmm. yeah
1: Yeah, that's what kept me watching honestly yeah so tiff winston's
0: winston's um memorial
2: for ferguson
0: Uh, well okay his relationship with ferguson first yes okay
2: totally normal (laughs) completely normal
0: (laughs) totally normal to treat a cat in this manner and um, he
2: had cat bowls of all the people. That was the other hilarious thing. He had cat food bowls for all the people in the loft. Like what? I just, I, I, I wish I, we had the that de-
0: explained. The dedication to Ferguson. And I'm a cat person. Okay, I have a cat. <laughs> but, but I don't treat my cat like Winston treated Ferguson. Daisy
2: did not deserve that cat. <laughs> For
0: real.
2: I he, went, he went like, I'm going to kill this cat to get back at Daisy. And then he's like, no, this cat is my entire life. Yeah. He's
0: like, this cat and I are soulmates, okay? I mean, I believe Winston and Ferguson were more soulmates than Winston and Allie. Let's keep it real, okay? Well, I love
2: that Allie was fully invested in Ferguson, too. Like, she was... She yes, she is just like yeah. This is very weird, but I'm freaking here. But for I'm it. here for it. Yeah. I'm
0: totally here for it. His the memorial service of Ferguson reminded me of the memorial for Lil Sebastian on Parks and Rec. That <laughs> it was on that level <laughs> of just of just pure silliness, and I love it because they leaned into it. And Meg is completely right. You know, Winston started like right here, and then it was just like weird, 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 <laughs> you know, to the moon weird. He just he just got this evolution of, I'm just going to embrace who I am and who I am is this completely off his rocker dude. And the fact that he, you're, <laughs> you counter that with licks, with licks, with Nick's <laughs> laziness, but like I know I said lick uh But, but um <laughs> Nick's laziness and then Schmidt's totally type A personality. I Schmidt I yeah, I could not live with somebody like Schmidt. Your your partner would be spotless. It would be it would be, you know, like deep cleaned every other day, which is fantastic because Lord knows I hate deep cleaning. But Schmidt's he is so Anal about everything. <laughs> he was just so. It just has to be just so, just right. <laughs> like, like him driving his car. You know, like I mean, it, they can't do this in the car. They can't do
2: that in the car. <laughs> like roost binder for her you know? daily routine. Yeah. Yes. No, exactly. I think
3: you mean it's not his car. It's the ambulance. <laughs>
2: Oh, oh,
0: the man. Excuse oh, me. The man-bulance.
2: they actually yeah. this show was coming around the same time where so many shows were trying to get their sponsorship within the show instead of in commercials and they actually did a pretty good job with Ford in there it wasn't like with Bones yeah. and Toyota where they're like oh wow I was steering out of my lane and the Toyota Tacoma told me to go back in
0: yeah no Whereas, it was much more subtle it was like yeah. okay frame of the four of schmidt's for forward flex and then you know out of well
2: and their and their mentions of it were so in character
0: yeah yeah for them exactly i do totally agree with you meg though like about the the thing with nick so he's obviously extremely smart right he it's obvious like you said you don't pass the, the california state bar without being like super duper intelligent you don't and they, But every time, and I understand, writing is a process. Uh, it's hard to keep going sometimes. You get writer's block and all that kind of stuff. But then he wouldn't write at all. It's like he was, you know, like he's totally avoiding it. It's like, dude, go to a writer's workshop. You know, take, take, <laughs> take a writing class. Get these creative juices flowing again. Don't just sit there and not do anything. And for... I don't know for Reagan to be the catalyst of that change felt a little disingenuous to me because he had these friends who were so supportive of him and who were there for him throughout everything and then this you know this really hot chick comes in and it's like oh yeah I want to change for her.
2: Right
0: mm, yeah. Mm, really? And that's just I mean and I know that's a that's a trope that other shows use. But it felt wrong for this show. It didn't feel right for the track that New Girl had overall. Um, I, you know, with Reagan, I, feel, I don't know.
2: Whatever. You don't like her either. Don't you think going to switch it. her name back?
0: Don't I'm trying to get Susie to not change her name and back. And around the bushes. <laughs>
2: How dare you leave me out in the cold? I'm not leaving you out in the cold.
0: Oh, I didn't like this. Okay. She's I did like, so. I didn't like the character of Reagan. Okay. I said it. I didn't like the character. I thought they could have done something different with look at Cindy. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: feel like she I feel like she has a knife in the corner. No, she's it in the middle like she's
2: that. knitting one for you right now. Thank
1: you. <laughs> she's she's getting her Jason mask ready for, yeah. Oh yeah oh she the machete. <laughs> That's
2: amazing. Yeah, suddenly she's gonna be a Susie in a second.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then you know Carla in the, the comments did mention um did mention coach and yes Damon Wayne yeah. Jr. is unbelievably talented that whole family Un- is that whole family is number one just like crazy talented and him I loved coach I really loved coach and I was mm-hmm. so sad when the character was kind of like written out But then you saw Damon Frank Jr. on Happy Endings and it was just amazing, mossing. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't be too mad you know, about him, about him getting, you know, that role on happy endings, but I did miss him on new girl, but the whole, I mean, like you said, the friendships, uh, that the guys had were just as, to me, they were just as dear and as, as fun and charming as Jess and CeCe's. Um, I like, I like the fact that they are so wildly different, but it works. It works even though they are so different because, you know, groups of people, groups of friends, a lot of times kind of have that same personality. They kind of have that same kind of vibe for themselves. But these guys are just, I mean, they are totally, (laughs) totally different from each other. So, yeah, that's it.
1: And really quickly before I go to you, Zuzi, before you change your name, <laughs> I'm surprised you have not change it yet. And let us go to Carlos' comment really quickly uh, about Schmidt, because we did talk about Coach. But yeah, Schmidt is adorably extra about cleaning and about his kitchen setup, and I would absolutely live with him in a heartbeat. I don't need control over those things, and he's so hot when he's vexed. <laughs>
2: he is i i agree with all I of that him. but i also i carla i know you the stress eventually of not putting the juicer in the correct slot in the cabinet one time it would be too much
0: okay but <laughs> carla
2: and i are playing bed with the head with these characters yes. at some point so i don't want to get too no
0: <laughs> carla has a carla has a type and schmidt is her type
1: he yeah. really is.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, if,
1: and if you behead Schmidt on this episode, you're going to be doing, I will never talk to either of you ever again.
2: <laughs> this is, this might honestly,
1: New Girl, these
2: Winston Schmidt and Nick, when we do it, might be, uh this might be the hardest Bedwood behead we have ever done in any way because we both love all of these characters. I, yeah, yeah.
1: So, Zuzi. Your thoughts on the guys? I love this
3: group of of just ah uh, just I, I don't think any other word can do just like feral chaotic men. It's it's they're a freaking delight. Like I almost don't know where to start. Uh, oh oh, I do I do. Okay, so I feel like Nick out of all the the out of almost everyone on the show has like not Nick Schmidt. Never mind. Yeah, sorry. I'm like, I'm, I'm so, like, I just want to talk about all of them. Yeah, Nick and Schmidt. Um, No, but anyway, Schmidt has, like, easily most of the most quotable lines in the show, I feel. And that might be also a consensus that is reached. Um, One of nothing brings me more joy than reciting the whole speech that he gives about, a white man broken today! A white man! No! Like, I... Like, whenever I have a chance to do it, because I have it memorized, I, it just, it brings me so much joy because, oh, gosh darn, it's just, and even, like, anyone who's, I think, even heard this podcast before will know that, like, one of my favorite things to code from him is just the word youths, because that is a mood.
2: Youths!
3: <laughs> These street youths! Are you, are you, are you the criminal from the statistics? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> Oh, I love all types of chutney, uh, mango chutney.
2: <laughs> the towels, the whole towel situation. Oh, yeah,
3: like, I I love that scene when like he he's like, everyone bathroom now, and like even Jess walks in and goes, "What's up, Dad?" <laughs> like he is <laughs> oh like God. the dad of the group, and he is also very much a male wife, which like I I love, and something that I really like about his relationship with Cece, even like later on is especially when they're working towards and even after being married is that he's always so supportive of her. Like even when he has his own insecurities, he doesn't really like let it affect like her business all too much. He's just like, yeah, like you have Cece's boys but I'm the original Cece's boy. He's like, my wife, she's so beautiful. Even when she's pregnant and we see the videos of how much of a mess he is. He's like, my beautiful wife, giver of life. Mother of my children! <laughs> just
2: how almost, like, <laughs> xenophobic she becomes. They were so, both are so unsuff, insufferable. I loved it. Jesus.
3: No, but is Yeah, I feel like you see it, like, even when you're first introduced to them, like, especially in the pilot episode, you think that that Schmidt is gonna be the most, like, put-together one, and I feel like out of all of them, he's just... is also one of the most chaotic, he <laughs> just, he goes off the rails so many times, and it's great, but he also really cares about his friends, like his whole, like the whole debacle he has with Nick one episode about the cookie, and, like, he gets him a co- he's like, hey, Nick, got you a cookie, it's like, oh, yeah, I just had an extra one, he's like, no, I was thinking of you, and just thought like, you might want a cookie, <laughs> and that whole thing, it's great, I'll freaking, Love Winston is such a gosh darn joy. Like everyone, like he also has a lot. Oh gosh he also has a lot of quotable lines, like or just like really memorable moments. Um, when he, when even I think he's like, I'm gonna do a puzzle because I don't know what else to do with my life. So right now, I'm gonna I'm gonna work on this puzzle. And he goes like, Winston's about to do some puzzling, and he gets all into it. He didn't know he was colorblind. For and then the whole, the whole colorblind thing when, when Schmidt tells him, wait, if you think that's, that's green, what color do you think you are? And even when he puts on, like, the the testing, like, colorblind glasses with, with Allie, and he's like, no, and he freaks out about all the colors and all his shirts that he has, and she's like, and she's there to support him. Like, I also really love his relationship with Allie, how she just also, like, you also, when you are introduced to her, you think she's very, like, grounded and normal. And then as it goes on, she also is very just, like, chaotic feral. (laughs) That also fits very well into this group. Even against her she's like, I just... Like, in the episode when Nick tries to get her into his whole, like, relationship drama with Reagan. She's like, "I just wanted to take a nap and not be involved. But I guess I'm invested now. This is just my life, <laughs> even though I have a shift in a few hours <laughs> or when they get into her whole like storage it's like uh, the Japanese winnings, mm-hmm. <laughs> the Japanese trivia winnings That's and they and they forget to go into work and their police officers. <laughs> coach. like even we though, we don't get them for a lot like it said before, just like the Wayne family is so gosh darn talented and has like great, some of the like the best comedic like chops and they're just <laughs> he's so enjoyable and he's also like he puts up this like very like tough exterior like when he first kind of comes back and he's like, let's go to a strip club and, and mess things up because I just got out of a relationship and even then he becomes older when he's like, she loved me and, and I really liked her And how like afraid he is to be like vulnerable with May. And even then, like like you can see that he really does like her, even for all his posturing. He's like, okay, I'm trying to draft this email message and make sure it's a good one. And and then they're sending all of them. And he's like, (laughs) all of them, all the different iterations that we've heard so far and you're like oh buddy and even also like his relationship with me is also very sweet and she tells him like okay we can keep dating if you can guess what song this is and she plays the song from the super bowl nfl sports
1: yep that's
3: see sports people know i'm, I'm not a sports yeah.
0: person people <laughs> <laughs> so- Winston, like
3: people ball. who have seen more balls flying around
2: than I have. <laughs> Winston's <I haven't... laughs> Winston, patience when Schmidt was trying to help him connect to his culture. Oh my god. <laughs>
3: oh, it's great. Oh, and I love how like, at Ferguson's memorial, <laughs> Winston decided he was Jewish. <laughs> and he had Schmidt get the whole eulogy and everything because it's tradition to do like the the official like memorial a- like a year after the person has passed <laughs> and how he's just he's so ready to just adopt a random cat that he's heard crying in the bar <laughs> and how again like this friendship that everyone is so willing to like pitch in and help him get this cat and it's it's so great and um I'll say as much as he is frustrating Nick is one of my most favorite characters. <laughs> like, okay, this is, you know how, y'all know how, like, before, Um, Erin has said that she has, like, a whole a whole archive of just, like, Finn Whitrock videos. I have an archive.
1: Nobody's supposed to know this. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, no. Secrets. So, you can wait, edit Aaron, this out. Erin, you like Finn Whitrock? <laughs> oh, no, no. The archive of the videos. That's <laughs> that's a thing between our groups susie i'm just kidding oh I'm so totally sorry kidding. oh my I'm god I'm totally kidding susie i'm totally kidding <laughs> I'm totally well kidding. i'm gonna expose myself
3: i have an archive of just like nick miller videos um because <laughs> i i really like this disaster brunette <laughs> this scruffy mess of a man i like um I, I i don't know I, I like i find him hot he is one of like the few men That I could ever find myself to be prevailed upon to marry it's 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 weird but you know I'm gonna admit it and also of like I have this pin collection of different fandoms that I like and (laughs) the two like pins that I have from new girl are just like they're both nick inspired one is a cookie that says give me cookie got you cookie I'll share pictures of of them too when the episode comes out um, and also, the other one is just uh, a picture of
2: of the Pepperwood Chronicle. because
3: <laughs> I, I I love this man. He's
2: like he's a mess, but he's a hot mess. I won't lie. I love yeah. Him.
3: yeah, yeah. It's it's very much like that, like that. Being when it goes like, I don't know about you, but this man got fifty times hotter when his life fell apart. Yep. That's... <laughs> I love you, Susie, (laughs) so much. I mean, when he gets it together, he's also like very like hot. Like that whole episode where where Jess is realizing she's attracted to him because he's being an adult and doing adult things, like washing his clothes and getting stuff together for the bar. And he's like pulling that chain, and even Jess and the old lady are like, "Ooh!" Even I was like, "Dang, sir, this is a family show."
2: The initial Nick and Jess buildup was really hot. I won't lie, I that, yeah. It. That first kiss, Ooh. oh, oh, still, still one the, of the best. First in that women's ever. trench coat, oof, yeah. About
3: of, it. like, yeah, like he's standing when he's doing that show off, and he's like, "I look, it trims my figure," and I'm like, "Yes, it does, sir." <laughs> you look great. You, oh God. Oh, he's it hot. has yeah. room no. for his I hips. Have... <laughs> it has room for his hips. Oh, yeah. I have nothing else to say, but just I have a lot of thirst for this man, and
1: you know, I'm proud of it. <laughs> Be proud of it. <laughs> yes, I like. I said this is why I kept watching the show. I think these men are. All, I love all of them. All of them. There's not a single one of these four that I don't like. Um, of course, my favorite is Schmidt, but. I love them all. <laughs> I know, shocker. <laughs> and if you didn't know, if you were following our social media leading up to this, then you would really know that Schmidt is my favorite. Uh, but what I really, really appreciate about these men—and it's already sort of been stated—but a, a lot, you know, a lot of times when you have male friendships like this, where they're very close, and there's scenes where they're very intimate with each other. I mean, where they hug each other and they, you know, they show affection, physical affection for each other. A lot of times it goes to the gay panic, you know, like friends did and like how I met your mother and all those where they go to that gay panic instantly. And this one doesn't do that. There are some jokes, but it's never like, I mean, especially, you know, you look at Nick and Schmidt's relationship and they are so flipping close and even though there are times where you can see Nick is kind of like I don't I don't know what to to do with like the fact that you know he was saying we're gonna be friends for life after only knowing each other for like a week and when they first move into the apartment and you see this scene where he's describing his how he's gonna be his soulmate and his soulmate's gonna be wearing exactly what Nick is wearing (laughs) and you see this little like okay really this is weird but Nick doesn't go oh gosh stay away from me you know panic panic, panic. It's never like that. And I really, really appreciated that because there's so much of that. And it's so annoying and stupid and ridiculous because men can have these close relationships. It doesn't, it doesn't, you know, it's not bad. It's a good, healthy thing. And these men are not toxic. Yes, they have traits that would drive you nuts, but they don't have that toxicity. And the fact that they're living with a girl And even though, you know, there might be a couple of moments where they're a little icky in the beginning, they're not really, though. It's like pretty instant that they're like, we're your friend. We're going to protect you. We're equals to you. We're not going to like be like, ooh, she's in the shower and she's naked and that kind of stuff. And I think if this had been written by a man, (laughs) I think that would have been like to the nth degree. And I'm so grateful that didn't happen. I probably would not have liked this show if that had happened. Uh, And, you know, Schmidt, I'll just for, for time, I'll just mainly focus on Schmidt here, but I love the other men. And I, with Winston, I just want to say really quickly, I think with Winston, I don't think the writers knew what to do with him at first. And then I think once they made him zanier and kookier and they, and they gave him Ferguson and all this stuff, it was like, he became this fully like realized character and i loved watching him like that he was so amazing and the the cat funeral was great and then when he finds the little when they find the little kitten that was the most adorable thing i actually was like oh i actually wanted to cry it was so cute and he's just he's he's just what i love about winston is he's like he doesn't go for the typical sexiness if that makes sense I don't know how to explain it other than like he like likes such weird different things and there are some uh, times where he's not attracted to always the people you would normally think he'd be attracted to or something like not always the hottest girl he goes sometimes for the more zanier out there girl and I appreciated that too so I just I really I love how Winston grew a lot I really appreciated that a lot a lot a lot And I love his relationship with Allie, too. I think that that's, I I honestly think that's my favorite couple on here, even though I love CeCe and Schmidt and I love Nick and Jess. I think in a way that's my favorite couple because, I don't know, they just, they fit so seamlessly together and they don't judge each other for anything. And while I think that's true of these most of these relationships overall anyway, but I just really appreciated that. Um, Schmidt, what I love about Schmidt is, well, I could do a four hour podcast to tell you what I love about Schmidt, but I will not do that. But I really appreciate when you first see Schmidt, what you think this character is going to be is a typical ladies man. Who's just going to sleep around constantly or, and he's going to have trouble settling down. And he's not that at all. Yes. He has some moments like that, but that's not who Schmidt is Schmidt at his core at his heart. He's just someone that loves and wants to be loved. And he's just searching for love and for a family. And a lot of that's his, because of his backstory. And I don't like the fat suit. I don't like that. That's very reminiscent of fat Monica from friends. And I hate that. That's the one thing I do not like about this show. I will say, but I think a lot of where Schmidt's even OCD comes from is from that. And from being picked on constantly and from his father, Peter Gallagher with, the amazing eyebrows i'm calling out the eyebrows (laughs) and trivia fun fact in the oc i guess the show the oc i never watched it but i guess max greenfield played the younger version of peter gallagher's character on that yeah i just thought that was funny little trivia uh so i think a lot of what his ocd does and a lot of his wanting to be so close and cherishing his friendship with nick and celebrating the anniversary their anniversaries and all of that stuff, I think it comes from that, that he was so, like, left behind and felt ostracized and not loved. And, and you know, when he goes back to his hometown because he thinks they're going to be honoring him at his high school and they're really just wanting to get money from him. I think Max Greenfield is so incredible in this role. He's so, so good in this role. And he it just absolute perfection I would love to see this character in something else too and see more of him. I just, yeah, so. And Carla says, I really wish Schmidt and Nick's relationship on het men everywhere. Oh, I really, sorry, I didn't read that right, sorry. I really wish Schmidt and Nick's relationship on het men everywhere. The lack of self-consciousness that Schmidt especially displays is so beautiful. Exactly, yeah. There's never that freak out of, oh, we're being too intimate with each other. It's so appreciated and I just, love that so much about their relationship and about this show because I was so worried it wasn't going to be like that a couple of times. And the fact that it is like men can have an intimate relationship like this and it be okay and it be Mm -hmm. healthy and they compliment each other so much. And the fact that Nick even kept all of that foot lotion all those years because he, of the lie growing, but also I think it was because he didn't want to hurt Schmidt's feelings. And mm-hmm. then when he finally puts it on, although I think that plays into the dumb stereotype, he's like, they should create lotion for hands and for this. And I'm like, dude, you would know what lotion is. <laughs> even though you are a man <laughs> child, you would know. Especially you've lived with Schmidt all these years, you would even know what lotion was.
2: well and i think i think nick's like insecurity about his relationship with Schmidt is schmidt is in so in character and it's not like a gay panic thing it's not it's not like weirded out by schmidt loving him except i love when he's like schmidt loves me so much and it's so much about nick's own insecurities it's so much about how nick grew up and all of these characters have like except for Jess, honestly, all these male characters have a really kind of heartbreaking backstory if you think about it, That's with great. their fathers and with their, their growing up. But Nick's freak out, like, <laughs> Nick kisses Schmidt as a favor to pretend that he is gay for Jess, which is a whole other weird thing, but both of them are just like, well, whatever, and and it's not a thing, mm. no, they don't have to have like this big conversation about it or anything like that, and Schmidt's barely fazed by it, honestly. <laughs>
1: he's but, just like yeah this is this he, is life and him saying like i feel like you needed that more than i needed that yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was so, like
2: that could have easily been so so offensive and horrifying but they they handled it really well but i just i love that nick's freakouts about schmidt loving him is more about nick's own insecurity and feeling like he doesn't deserve that love and not Which about what just said yeah <laughs> yes and not about Schmidt's loving Nick and how exuberant Schmidt is about it.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. It I interests. mean, they even like briefly touch on it in that in the cookie episode where
2: yeah, oh god, where
3: even where even like when Winston tells him like, do you not care about me? Do you want me, do you not want me to have a good night? And even like Nick is like, I don't feel deserving of this love. <laughs> I don't yeah. get why people care about me. <laughs>
2: Yeah. And it's never like a no homo. It's never anything like that. It's just this character because Winston and Schmidt have none of these problems. Winston and Schmidt would like spoon each other all day long and snuggle up and watch Netflix all the time. Non-stop. This is just a Nick issue that, that he has with his own self-esteem and his own feelings of self-worth self worth. And I think they did such a good job of, conveying that and i think jake johnson did a really good job the cookie scene honestly makes me kind of want to cry when he's just like you give me cookie i get you cookie because he doesn't understand he doesn't he was never shown that he was never shown that kind of unconditional love really from a man ever and it's just yeah it breaks my heart.
1: Yeah, I just so I just will always just appreciate that this show never went to the gay panic route, because and especially that that kiss scene so could have gone that way in any other show, it would have gone that way. And instead, it was just like, Oh, this is what you really need to do right now. I'm fine with that. That doesn't I mean, you know, it, and I just so love that and everything about it. I mean, they could be you know, in in the same bathroom together, one taking a shower and this one, and that never ever phases them. So I just always will love that. I don't know. Okay, well, he was gonna- pretty mad
2: not to see it. Nick's penis. Yeah,
1: For I know. I, I know. I, I love that like short storyline <laughs> where he's
2: like, let, let me just see stem, the roses,
3: <laughs> the root. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and like it's not that Nick is like having this like no homo thing. It's just like. Dude, that's a really weird thing to ask to even your friend. Like, why do you want? And even when Nick like runs naked into the ocean, Winston just tells Submit, hey, your friend's showing his his penis to the ocean and not to
0: you. And he's like, Wait, Nick, I'm back. And he just runs yeah. after him. Can we uh Aaron? Can we just shout out to to Nick's um <laughs> his therapist? Tran. The true
2: romance of the, the show. True yes.
0: of the show. Yes. Nick plus Tran forever yes, <laughs>
2: forever
0: the, the, just the rocking in the pool just the rock and then he yes. tries to do it to everybody else i know <laughs> but it's i mean it's really beautiful because he felt comfortable enough to share things that he wouldn't share with like anybody else with tran and tran is just like just lay it on me just and we're just gonna rock we're just gonna rock i'm gonna yeah. smile <laughs> We're just gonna rock. And rest in peace to Ralph on because it, like yeah. that character could have been such a trope, and it never felt that way. It just felt really sweet and really honest. Um, also, the way like uh, Nick did. you know, Jake Johnson played off of that as well. Like it was a real vulnerability shown by Nick at that time. It's like he really felt like he could open up to Tran I I I love those scenes with him and Tran I really do they are just they're adorable they really are they're so adorable
1: no I I agree so I wanted to single out because I knew everyone would want to talk about Prince <laughs> because I I cannot mention, well, I guess Meg doesn't. So we'll just, so Meg doesn't have to, but, but the Prince episode having Prince on here is amazing. And then how it ends with <laughs> CC and Prince playing, <laughs> playing ping pong was just, Oh my God. That was amazing. Anyway, I man, I, miss prince so much and loved watching prince on here and prince was a huge fan of this show and so i just love that too i I don't know and go watch there's this tiktok uh but it's probably just this video you can watch somewhere with, with max greenfield talking about being on stage with prince when they were filming that scene and how he kind of forgot that he was supposed to be being schmidt and he just started being max greenfield and dancing and then prince kind of looks over at him and kind of goes yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they both kind of at this moment and it's, it's really sweet. You have to go find that. And then I guess he said, but I looked back and I went, we looked, I looked awful. I looked so ridiculous dancing as myself. <laughs> so, uh, so I want to know your real thoughts. I know Meg doesn't care as much about the Prince one, obviously, but other than Prince, this show had a lot of famous guest stars on it. So I just want to know if you liked the Prince appearance and then one other favorite guest, the guest appearance med
2: i did like it i'm like i'm not like i I wasn't like losing my mind over it when it happened or anything like that it's like oh that's pretty cool okay like i like prince but i I, you guys all know i'm not a big music person like if i'm being totally honest i haven't been to a concert since before my 13 year old was born i think and i'm just like it's just not not something I really care all that much about, um, but I'm going to combine for two because I really love Jamie Lee Curvis and Rob Reiner as Jess's parents. I just, I love their dynamic with each other. I love that Thanksgiving episode where we first meet them. I think they're just both so perfectly suited and it makes so much sense how Jessica Day could come from these two people. And I just I just loved it. I, I I just thought it was so sweet and so funny. And I love Jamie Lee Curtis being like this really trippy stoner mom. I love that. She's like, on your wedding day, Jess, it totally makes sense for you to get high. Why? <laughs> like, Jess smokes weed once every 10 years. <laughs> and her mom was like, you know what? You tripped and and busted your eyeball open a little bit. Let's get you high, because that makes total sense. And it did, does to Jay, to Jamie Lee Curtis, to Joan, <laughs> um i just i think they were just so fun together the parent trapping that jess kept trying to do with them was just hilarious to me because i don't know if jess has ever seen the movie parent trap because she's so bad at it and doesn't understand the concept of the parent trap at all she just sends her dad nude pictures of her mom um and i really loved that how her dad how bob was able to like not only push past his reservations about Nick, because he very clearly has those reservations, and they're justifiable. Um, especially when CeCe is supposed to be marrying Chevron. And he's like, you're not your dad, Nick. You're me. And he recognizes his own failings and his own faults. Was it fair to him for him to put all that on Nick? No, but he's a dad. Dads are not always reasonable. But not only does he come to not necessarily like Nick but respect him and accept him and understand that this is a man who loves my daughter and will love her and be good for her and what she needs and then encourages him to propose for one and like puts the pressure on it that Nick really needs. Nick needs that pressure sometimes. But to really kind of get in. Get just to admit that hiding out in portland playing misery basically with her dad isn't the answer to her problems and she also really needs to grow up and and man up and tell the man she loves how she feels and let those chips fall where they may and i think it was san diego was the episode in the sixth season where he really helps just move and and grow a little bit and I just I I love them both so much I think they're just so fun I think they have great chemistry together I think they all have great chemistry with the main cast they fit in with it really seamlessly sometimes you have guest stars that really don't mesh and I won't say who I'm thinking of when I say that but sometimes you do (laughs) here comes the machete I said I wouldn't say it (laughs) But I just—I think they did such a good job. I just—I lo- I love that so much. It anyway, yeah. there we go. I just—I—I I think they're just adorable and wonderful. And there are ton- there are so many amazing guest stars, but yes. those are probably my two favorite. Tiff.
0: Okay, so the Prince episode is my favorite episode. I've made no bones about it. It is definitely my favorite.
1: Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Wow! <laughs> god that was horrible the machete wasn't meant for tiff wow you aimed wrong that was horrible the the point that it happened too (laughs) Aw. well hopefully well while we wait for tiff to return hopefully she'll be returning um so Susie, while we wait for tiff go ahead and, and your your thoughts on prince and your favorite your other favorite one yeah, I really liked the Prince episode. I thought it
3: was a lot of fun. Um, One of my favorite, also kind of like behind the scenes sort of thing about um, that episode was that apparently when Prince showed up on set, he wouldn't call it Jake Johnson, anything else but Nick. And so like <laughs> even he, Jake Johnson has, said his, has his first meeting with Prince was like a, a PA or something came up to him and was like, uh, Prince wants to see you now. And he came down with his entourage and was like, I would like to meet Nick now. <laughs> and he just came over to him and introduced himself and such. It's great. I think it's a lot of fun. I love his first introduction when he when he starts talking to them and he's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't give you a moment to freak out. Um, you may do so now. <laughs> and then, like they're both just start screaming. About he's like, You're Prince! And he's like, mm-hmm, Yes, I am. Let's go get pancakes. And he helps Jess like. <laughs> like get confidence enough and and like find that kind of sort of security and kind of inner strength to like tell nick that she loves him back and i think that's really sweet because it's also something that prince was really into he was a he was a nest shipper and good on you friend yes <laughs> my other favorite guest appearance I would, I would, well we've all said the love for jamie lee curtis like i love that woman so so much it's always a treat to have her on my screen You go, girl. I love you so much. You're amazing. Um, but in defense of Reagan, I knew this was gonna she she was my favorite of like I feel out of all of Nick's relationships. And something that I'll mention that I feel was a very much a missed opportunity and what I would have loved to see was to have her to have Jess be in a polycule with Reagan and Nick. I feel like that would have been like really nice. And there were like some, we were teased a bit like,
2: of it. Nick would not know what to do with that. Are you fucking are you kidding? Nick would be hey, done. It was he basically already
3: like the the, <laughs> the beginnings of a polycule almost until Jess was like, I can't do this. I can't be both their girlfriends. This is insane. Like <laughs> I can't do it. And I was like, Oh come on, it would have been great. Just the three of you, just three. like, I'll admit, I've looked up um thruple fanfics of those of those three because they just work really well together but either way like i i just i really liked reagan's character it's i know it's like an an, unpopular opinion in the fandom apparently (laughs) but i don't know i just liked her i i thought she was like a more grounded partner to nick but even then she still had her own like insecurities and immaturities like her whole little story where she couldn't break up with with one of her past kind of like hookups and was like I can't I can't do it I don't like break up with people I just you know I just move and never see them again and how she has to kind of like go through that growth and learn how to do that because it is very much an adult thing that we all must face probably at some point it's it, it be what it be And also, like, she also, like, even though as much kind of, like, how serious she is, she also fits very well into the group, like, when Nick freaks out about, like, liking her, and, like, he's not knowing what to do, and everyone's like, okay, we have to find something wrong with her, and they make up this whole thing about, she's a spy, she's a smuggler something, and when she even reveals to everyone, she's like, yeah. I looked through all your things when I came in here. I didn't question why why Schmidt had like a like a two by four with a nail in it, <laughs> or what is it? why like Nick has a two by four with a nail in his room, and Schmidt's like, "What?" Me and Cece went in on the treehouse thing when he finds out it's a treehouse that they're all building apparently, and Cece's like, "No, I'm in on it. Winston's on it. You're the only one not in the loop." I I don't know. I just. I just liked her character and I didn't really miss Jess when she was gone and I could have done without her and I feel like mainly they got rid of her so that Nick could get back with Jess which was like oh, well, it's, yeah it's, that's my own, it's my own problems with it well,
2: I mean yeah, like, they were the OTP
3: I mean like yeah but
2: hearing. <laughs>
3: I know but meh. Jess isn't like Ness is nice but I'd really like Negan
2: He's got a nice bat with some nails for you.
1: (laughs) Carla agrees. Carla agrees. You've got someone on your side here. Yes! I will now be the new co host of Bedwetter (laughs) Behind.
2: Carla also didn't like Reagan. I don't know what kind of (gasps) nonsense she's talking about. You guys are all lying. Tiff and Carla are both trying to leave me a hanging. (laughs) Do you finally admit admitted it when I called I you out. Alone. If I said
0: anything. No. <laughs> wow. No.
3: Wow. <laughs> wow. Now that I feel, now that I've put myself out there and was vulnerable, I'm gonna feel real. Att- I, listen, I came out here to have a good time, and I'm honestly feeling so attacked right now.
2: Oh, you look. You definitely look like you're very upset. I <laughs> am. <laughs>
1: um, I'm. Yeah. Listen, I'm upsetty spaghetti. I want to go to Carla's comments here on um, what tipped her over. And so to bring it back to Tiff. So the thing that tipped Carla over the fence and finally into finally watching new girl was when Tiff told her Prince was on it. And Carla said, I guess I was tiffed off the fence. (laughs) I love her so much. (laughs) So so Tiff, you were starting to talk about how the one with Prince it is your is. favorite episode. Please don't
0: kick me off again, computer. I don't know what's wrong with you, but don't kick me off. It is my favorite episode from him having the butterfly on his shoulder to him and CC playing ping pong. You find out that he refused to have the Kartrashians on that episode They were scheduled to be guests to make a cameo appearance and he said, uh-uh. He put the kibosh on it and they were like, okay, whatever you want, Mr. Prince, <laughs> you can have it all. I mean, Nick's <laughs> Nick's um expression of <laughs> excitement to seeing Prince when he came out. The scream, the scream, the scream, and the faint. Fantastic. I mean, absolutely fantastic. I mean, just, (sighs) it's the best thing ever. It is so funny. It is perfect. It is absolutely perfect. Prince's comedic timing is just chef's kiss. He complimented that so well. It didn't feel like one of those one-off episodes that just totally doesn't work within the context of the series it just is a straight flow it's beautiful it is like pure comedy and it is my favorite favorite episode my second favorite guest star is actually Linda Cardellini as Jess's sister Abby I thought she was so funny she was such a mess I mean she was all over the place. She, I mean, so irresponsible, so flighty. Just, I am mean, we think that Jess is like, obviously she's kooky and she's quirky and she's silly and everything. But Abby is just, a, she is a disaster. She is a literal walking disaster. And Cardellini plays her so, so well. I hadn't seen her in a role like that before. She is usually a lot more series and I know she played obviously she played Velma and you know Scooby-Doo the ones from the early 00s but this is like <laughs> she's so good she's I really wish they had extended her arc because I think she was only what in three episodes so I, I really wish they had extended her arc a little bit because I think she really could have fit in well like as as a recurring character she should have gotten like as many episodes as Reagan got essentially because, I mean, hello, it's just sister. You would feel like she would see her a little bit more than than what she did. So, um, yeah, she's definitely my... Prince is, def, Prince is up here, you know. I mean, he's up here. He's in the stratosphere. Nobody can touch him. But I do think that Linda Cardin did, like, just an A-plus job.
1: Yeah, great pick sure. there. Yeah, yeah. She was, oh, she was really, really, really good in that role. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, the Prince episode... I love Prince so much. Go and listen to our Prince episode where we talked about him. It's one of our most popular episodes from this from this year. Uh, he was just amazing. And I will always kick myself that, you know, I, I was lucky enough to see him in concert. And afterwards, they were handing out things of like, go to this club, go to this club. And it was a work night. And I'm like, I don't want to go. And Prince was there. Prince had showed up there. And I will always, always regret this. One of my biggest regrets in my life is not going there. Because if I could have met Prince, that would have been, oh my gosh, amazing. Because Prince was just a genius. And what I loved about watching him in this is... How how even though everybody was just like in awe of meeting him, they made him so real and down to earth. And the ping pong stuff was just so amazing. And the whole thing with with Jess, when he's picking out outfits for her to wear and she's trying different ones on is, oh, I love that scene. I love that scene so, so much. And it's playful. And they have this connection right away. And the pancake eating the pancake and and. Oh man. it's it's so great. and just the bench when he's sitting down in between Nick and Jess, and it's and you know I just oh, it's so I love it so much. and Schmidt climbing over the wall to get <laughs> to the party <laughs> is great too. And yeah, it's it's a perfect, perfect episode, one of my absolute favorites as well. Uh, and yeah, Prince is just way up there i mean the I, honestly i was like wow i cannot believe they got prince on this show but of course prince loved the sh- <laughs> new girl so it makes sense that he'd be like oh yeah i'll be on here and i love it even more that you know that he didn't want the kardashians on there i didn't know that so that's pretty cool i like that a lot but yes it's uh oh and prince performing and singing i just uh Adore that man so, so much. And he does the comedy so well. He's so good. He's so, so good. You know, it's, and it could have easily come off as just so gimmicky and it doesn't at all. It feels so real and it fits with the show a lot. You know, what I mean, and I think they were able to do stuff like that also because they're in LA. So I think that made it a little bit easier to do that. But yeah, that was, it just fit perfectly. And even though it's already been mentioned, I'll just give, I'm just going to give a shout out to Jamie Lee Curtis, just in particular, because Jamie Lee Curtis plays my absolute favorite final girl, Laurie Strode. So she will always be, always have a place in my heart. Uh, And she's so good at comedy too. And she's so fun and she's funny in real life too. And of course she's married to one of the funniest writers out there, Christopher Guest. Uh, so I just, I I just adore her in this. And I think it's the perfect mom for Jess. And I really appreciate that Jess's parents weren't like too zany. Uh, I think other shows might've done that might've been like, we'll make them just as zany as Jess. And I so appreciate that they didn't do that. So, and you could totally tell that she would c- come from them. And I'm, and it made sense that her mom and dad weren't together anymore. That was kind of one of those where you kind of felt like they were together to have these kids. They got together. They had these kids, these amazing kids. And then that was it. And yes, I know the the other daughter <laughs> isn't that responsible, but I'm still going to say amazing because I just loved the performance. <laughs> and I do agree. I wish we had gotten more of her. I just want to kind of wrap up this conversation with talking about the ending, um, the series finale in season seven. I also want to just give a shout out that It's amazing. This show was on Fox. And we've talked about how Fox cancels shows left and right. This show lasted for seven seasons. That is remarkable. That is just amazing. And it was a good show. That's amazing. So I just want to say that really quickly. So um, do you like the way the show ended, Meg? I actually did. I I really thought
2: it was fitting. I loved that of course they had to play one last round of True American in the loft and the packing edition. I love I do think it's hilarious how Fox and how the show tried to like make this game like a thing because when they they first introduced it, everybody wanted to play it and everyone wanted to kind of understand the rules but it's so insane and ridiculous that all of these people would know all of these things about American history and politics to be able to play this weird game um but once like the the corporate kind of rules or whatever i don't feel like ever really caught on but i just i thought it was so fitting into i feel like we have to mention true american because it's just such a bonding moment for all of them and it's the last time they're in the loft together is playing true american and i thought that transition of them standing on the box together and then seeing them years later with their kids playing true American like the kid friendly version and stuff like that. I just thought that was really, really sweet. It wasn't too much. It wasn't like there's a whole big crazy thing where you see where they are in their careers and everything. Cause the important part is there, their family that they found together is there and they're together. And I loved seeing that. I love seeing that Nick and Jess have kid, have a kid. I love, I just, I love that. Allie and Winston's kids don't seem to grasp or care about the concept of the game at all. They don't, they're just having fun. They're living their best lives I thought, and it was so it felt very poignant and it felt so lovely to have that moment. I'm glad it didn't end on like the wedding between Nick and Jess. I like that it kind of moved forward from that. And then of course, that was a brief moment of the episode to see that flash forward. And then they're back on their box in the lock, and they're all packed up and you, you pull it down and there's Winston's prank. <laughs> like it was so sentimental and it was so like, Oh my God, my heart. When you see them all playing with their kids in that flashboard. And then it brings you right back to, to, to earth with Winston and his prank and his six month, prank that he was so proud of and then he was like is that too big too small and just like it's just right but everyone's like no this is way too big You made us move out of our apartment for no reason whatsoever
3: yeah i love that he tells them like i had my act i had two babies my actual baby and this one
2: <laughs> and he names <laughs> it just dan, dan bill, dan bill. Like- not daniel william <laughs> Dan no
3: Dan bill what name, i made not an executive decision Danville. you were passed out
2: <laughs> no middle name just dan bill bishop <laughs> dan bill bishop <laughs> that poor kid that kid is gonna persevere so much um no i did i loved how the show ended i think so many shows mess up their landing really screw the pooch on it i i Looking at You, How I Met Your Mother, the show that I adored and really, really loved and can never, ever watch again because you screwed up the finale so much. I'm looking at you, Supernatural, who forgot half your characters existed <laughs> and you're into Your Premise. So many shows actually mess up their finale because they either try to do too much or they try to leave it so open-ended that they can come back whenever they want to. Um, and New Girl really hit that sweet spot because we do see that flash forward. We can see that These relationships, which is the most important part of the show, jobs, all that stuff, that does not matter. Their relationships are together. They're intact. They all love each other and they're still a family. Um, But had had they decided they wanted to reboot the show, it's open enough that it could be done. But the ending felt so satisfying and felt so real to these characters. And I just, I thought it was a great ending. I got really mad at the show and quit watching it for about a year. So when I came back and watched it, and I got to see that ending, it just it made me very very happy. So, yeah, and True I American is about True American.
1: <laughs> True American is the game I understand the least yet love the most. Exactly, I never understood it ever ever. There was never. I want to play it, it so I know. bad. I know it's one of those that I want to play, even though I have no. no. And there's so clue. many different <laughs> versions of it. Yeah. I
2: know how to yell at JFK, FDR, and mm. the floor is lava, and that's it. Yep, yeah. exactly. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. it's like. <laughs> and then you play like beer pong i don't know and uh, I
1: there's like know, a wedding
3: edition
2: there's, there's a, a kissing edition it. a normal edition the first the first the, women, the first ladies edition. when when jess is trying not to be nick's cooler and she's the worst cooler ever with brooklyn decker okay i'm yeah i know I, I, really. I love this show so much
1: <laughs> <laughs> so tiff were you satisfied with the ending i definitely was
0: I definitely was. I think it was one of the rare shows that figured it out especially comedies that figured out how to put a bow on it but and leave us satisfied but like Meg said if they wanted to you know do you know a 90 minute movie or something like that in the future you could have that. Um the fact that like you said Meg they don't give us a We don't need updates on, on career. We don't need to know if Nick continued the Pepperwood Chronicle series. We don't need to know all that. We need to see that it's somewhere down the line and they're still a friend group and their friend group has expanded to include their families now, which is great. Winston and Allie have enough kids to fill a minivan and no, bigger than a minivan. They need like, you know, a 15 passenger van. Those kids just kept coming. They just kept coming i was like where are all these children coming from that's this my, is crazy that's
2: how long favorite. has it been they have like six <laughs> it's, it's,
0: and none it's of like them understand
2: is, lava they were all burning alive yeah
0: they're all burning yes. alive zero zero sense about the floor they are lava. with zero kids. sense it was like they kept coming. <laughs> this is true <laughs> this is true it was like they kept coming out of a clown car it's amazing um it's just, yeah, it was so satisfying. It's the, it is the probably, I can't, you know, I honestly, there there are very few shows that I feel had as good as series ending as New Girl did. I mean, there are very, very few shows, you know? I mean, there's big names, big name shows out there that just, I mean, completely, completely decimated their fan base. Completely. I've talked about this before that I cannot watch Game of Thrones. I can't go back and watch it. It's just, it was ruined for me. Those last two seasons ruined it for me. And that series finale ruined it for me. I can't even enjoy, it. you know, those first five seasons, which were spectacular. It's just, oh, that's a different story for a different time. Anyway, <laughs> um, no, I think it was perfect. I think the writers did a heck of a job. And Winston's final prank, my gosh, my gosh. As Carla said, that he's either going too small, like the blueberry, this or he's going right, too Justin. big, <laughs> like, I mean, like, I mean, literally telling them they have to move when they didn't have to move. I just, Winston Bishop, my gosh. And naming your child yeah. Dan Bill, uh, Dan Bill Bishop. Wow, Winston. Wow. I <laughs> love Winston so much. <laughs>
2: He's amazing. I love them all.
1: <laughs> so Susie, did you love the ending too? Yeah, I really I
3: really liked it because well initially I was very scared to watch the ending of the show because oftentimes the endings of most shows leave me with like a sense of like regret and like why did I even start watching this if this is what awaits me at the end, and it kind of leads to me to me never wanting to watch the show again because I know what happened, <laughs> and I just it, it it just makes me sad and upset and just it, I oftentimes have a very hard time going back to certain shows because of that because I know the ending was so botched. <laughs> And it's just, I feel like doing that to like even your fan base is very hurtful to just like give them a very kind of like lackluster ending. And one thing that I really appreciated about, um, about that I really appreciated about New Girl is that even, um, even some of the actors I've said before that like season six ended the way it did with like Nick and Jess kissing was to kind of like give like a hopeful ending because they didn't know if they were going to be renewed by Fox again because it's the whole thing of like, Fox maybe chose to cancel the show so they were like if that was the case we wanted to leave the fans with something good and so when Fox renewed it they were like okay we really want to give the fans a good ending and we want to make it like feel nice and satisfactory and I feel like they did um you get the ending episode where everyone again like relives some memories and makes new ones and just yeah like that final scene it's it's so sweet. It's so wholesome. That turns I love that transition of like Nick jumping and falling and it transitions into him and Jess's kid, and it's so adorable. And you see everyone else's kids, like like CeCe and, and Schmidt's kids, like Ruth and their son, and then the gaggle of, of school children that are just <laughs> Winston and Alice get And if he named his first son Dan Bill. I
1: know.
2: <laughs> in the good. Bill Dan. What if wall- <laughs> he named those other four <laughs> unfortunate babies?
0: Like it's I have the feeling weird.
3: that that Allie was just like eagle-eyed after, the, after with the rest of the it, kids. Just like I'm not falling asleep because I that need to be there to make decisions. Thirty
2: hours after her children were born, she, she
3: was like, "Oh my god, I need to be ready just in case he decides to name them something weird again."
2: <laughs> like I feel like that's very
3: much what went on, but just, just. To have even like that kind of like hopeful like oh this is what is in the future for them just like them still being friends and and like their kids are friends too like you get that sense and it's just this great feeling of like togetherness and everything that they're even even though they have families they're still a family like of even a bigger like found family and like i always said i'm a sucker for found families and i and i just i love that and even at the end when just like no it was just right because the prank was just right because it allowed like everyone had already moved out except her and nick and Winston pulling that prank really gave Nick and Jess kind of like the push to to venture out and start a new life for themselves as a married couple as and to find like they're both on different journeys on of, of moving forward and growing and them kind of like being evicted kind of help them even accomplish that even more and work towards other things and i i i think the break was just right and it's like it's one of also like this show is my comfort show and also knowing that this show ends the way that it does is like also one of the big reasons why i love it so much because it's it's gonna sound cliche but it's kind of like goldilocks's porridge (laughs) It's, it's just right and I love it for that.
1: It's a good way to, yeah. I th- I think it's a great ending. Um, I think it's perfect, and I think it's perfect that the flash forward is so brief, and it's not like they spent like half the episode with that. Because, you know, I mean, that became a big thing after Six Feet Under because Six Feet Under did it did it really well, and we're going to be talking about that show later on this year. Meg will be on that one, uh, and it's and. <laughs> And so a lot of shows try to imitate that. And I like that they didn't do it like they didn't go all in on it. It was just a brief like one minute, two minute scene. And it was very sweet. And it, I watched it again today because uh, i had finished New Girl earlier this week. And I watched it again today. And I even found myself like tearing up a little bit. I mean, it's so sweet. And then the fact that all of this is a prank from Winston with them having to move out was it was so great, and how proud he was of this prank, and how even though they're upset, it just once again went to how great this these friendships are because they're like, oh well, well, <laughs> we'll just guess go we're with moving. It. Guess
3: we're moving. <laughs> yeah. I love how also you kind of like when he reveals the prank, we also get flashbacks to other characters that we've seen throughout yes. the series. It's kind of like a yeah. good. Or, like, final send off to them, and I think it's, it's also just a lot of fun and sweet. Like, when uh, what is it like, Dr. Foster and the other teacher just like both sliding the paper
2: in Metatron? <laughs> it's a you're We're right, it's a two person, person. job. <laughs> it's a two person and job. Sadie being like, Thanks for inviting me to Invite your me wedding. To
3: the wedding, I work at the same
1: hospital. Hmm, <laughs> I know, and yeah, like,
2: write the check, add more zeros. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it was it was great. It was just it was a perfect ending. I don't I mean, I don't think there was anything better they could have done and and it is hard to stick those landings and there are so many that have disappointed the fans, but this show I think respects the fan base for the most part a lot and I think that makes a huge difference. And the this show loves their characters and you can tell the actors love their characters too. And you can see that. You can see when a show gets lazy and stops wanting to do it. And so I really appreciated that. And, and I really, really want to say I'm so glad I loved this show because I was very hesitant about this one more than any of the other ones we've watched. And so far, I haven't watched Happy Endings yet because I have a feeling Happy Endings is actually going to become my favorite. I don't know why. I just had that feeling. And so I haven't watched that one yet. But out of all the ones I've watched so far, this is my favorite. Uh, because I just I love the character. <laughs> the characters so much. Tiff. See, I should always listen to Tiff and Tiff likes Happy endings. she's gonna be on Happy endings, so then I then I'm guaranteed I will probably love it. <laughs> I never steer you all wrong. I don't know why you don't listen to it's me more. And Tiff and I watch shows that nobody <laughs> else will be watching. Like I get so many memories of Tiff and I talking about it's either we're talking about Bates motel or the Path. Those are the two that I get the most. <laughs>
0: and nobody <laughs> oh else was watching,
1: those. <laughs> was watching those shows and i'll get all these memories.
0: there was one more no erin there was one more on hulu that we watched too remember with um darn it oh. why can't i oh, forget I... where he plays
1: you know yes, what i'm talking about right now.
0: and he's the alcoholic
1: oh yeah god dang it
0: that's gonna drive me nuts darn it okay it's gonna drunk drive me nuts but hulu. we'll figure it out drunk man yes. on hulu <laughs> The guy who plays House.
2: You, Laurie. Name? Yes. Thank you. Yes, He was Drug remember. Man on Fox
1: for a very long time. <laughs> and then drug man on Alu. We'll figure it out. But but I just Chance. Oh yes. It was yes. called Chance. Now it was that called was... Chance. Yes. And We were literally the only two people. Watching I know. So show. I should always trust. Whenever Tiff <laughs> some like something, I should trust that I will like it too. It's it's I like that. Here we like, are.
2: But if Tiff and Meg both like it, uh, 50-50.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I remember no, there has been not... a time
2: where I'm like, Aaron. To a lot of people, I've been like, you should watch this show. i like, mm, and then Tiff will come on and be like, I really, really love this show too. And like, okay, I'll watch. And I'm like, well, <laughs> well fuck me, I guess. <laughs>
0: That's because that's because they know that I told you first to watch not the show. Always, but
2: the difference is, I like to recommend shows to people, not necessarily because I think they'll like them, but because I really want to watch them react.
1: <laughs> that's that's the reason I recommend shows. That's the reason I love doing this is because I love being able to geek out about things that I love and characters that I love and I mm-hmm. did really well on my Schmidt love. I want to just applaud myself on this. I was <laughs> very good. I have no idea what Meg is talking about. Yeah, I, I mean, I, so burned I understand so many that. Cases with Carla <laughs> but I understand that when you love something, you want to share that love and you want other people to appreciate it. And you understand that others won't, but yeah. Yeah. And that's why I loved that, you know, when Jen, my podcast, when who also loves this show, when she came into my life and the very first episode we did was with Bates Motel with Tiff as well. So it was just so nice to have other people to talk to about that because Tiff and I would, we'd be yelling into the void about how wonderful and great the show is. And... <laughs>
0: Nobody watching it. It was literally <laughs> yelling into I the Like, everybody- literally tweeting <laughs> oh into goodness, the ether. Thank Nobody you. Nobody know. responded. No likes.
1: No, reach No, <laughs> unless, it us. Us. Yeah, unless it was one of us. I have so many memories that come up. Jeff, have you watched the latest *Space Motel*? I,
2: I need to talk to somebody. Yeah. See, so like, some yeah. of my recs are less about like I really love this show and I want to share it with somebody. It's more like I really. So I made Carla watch *Downton Abbey* for a while, and I told her I was like, um, "You're not gonna like
1: this show, but I really want to hear about why you hate it." <laughs> Yeah, because I get that, too. I get nervous when people watch shows I love. Like, I was very nervous when Carla was watching Queer as Folk. (laughs) That was my most nerve-wracking watch ever (laughs) when she was watching that night. Yeah, I was very nervous when when you
3: started watching this because the show is like very near and dear to me, and I was like, Oh my god, I hope
2: she likes it. I hope she likes it.
3: I really love the show. <laughs> well, it,
2: it's it feels like you're handing over like a piece of yourself. Yes, and recommending exactly. something that's so yeah. close to you, like and mm-hmm. and for a book sense, Outlander, and it's not even like a thing like Outlander is the best show, best book in the world, and and this is the book, not the show. But it's so important to me because of where I was in my life and what was going on with that when I read it that recommending it to someone feels like I'm handing a part of myself over to them. And if they don't like it, it feels like a rejection of me and who I am as a person. So I get exactly. so anxious, which is why sometimes when I wreck stuff, especially to Carla, cause she's my, my wife, I'm just like, you're going to hate this, but I really want to see how you hate this because her perspective is just amazing. Always.
1: But no, it, it is very much like that because they're so it's so much a part of yourself. Yes. Yeah. So that's a good segue to something that has become a part of myself. <laughs> so and panelists do not have to play along. Susie is the is the one who suggested this. So we're playing six degrees of Finn Whitrock. It's our new thing. I'll be playing it on every single one. My panelists can play or not play, whatever. And if you don't know the six degrees game, it's started with Kevin Bacon and it's basically. People said you can connect Kevin Bacon to anybody with just Six Degrees. And so we're playing it with Finn. And we're also going to be playing it every month for a month. We're going to have, like, people can go to our website, submit their guesses on how to connect him to old episodes. And we're doing right now, it's Dexter, True Blood, Chuck, and Schitt's Creek. And the connection to Schitt's Creek between Finn that someone came up with was really amazing (laughs) and it was really entertaining. So, and we're going to pick one winner that can win some It's a Findom thing merch. So go over to our website. You'll see there's a special page just called six degrees of Finn, Whitrock, or it just might say six degrees of Finn and go over there, submit your um, guesses and your connections, um, not guesses, but your connections by May 31st. So we're going to play how Finn is connected to this. This is the easiest one so far. There are actually several ways to do this one. But this one is a simple cinch. So are any of my other panelists playing? Meg is? Is Susie and Tiff playing? I know Susie's playing. I don't know why I'm even asking. I'll give it a try. Okay. Okay. So let's see. I'll do this one not alphabetically. I'll go to you first, Susie.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's, as I said, it's like the easiest one. So Max Greenfield. Is if I'm saying the name right, because I may not be, I'm so sorry. I just, in my head, he Schmidt. <laughs> no, that, that is how you say it. Okay. Max Greenfield was, and I forget his name, was the junkie in American Horror Story season five hotel. And someone who was also on that season was one, <laughs> Finn Ritrock, who played the. Good the the lovely role of of Tristan and Rudolph Valentino, isn't yes. it? Yeah, mm-hmm. he was also one half of the one of the best pairings in that show. Tristan and Liz, yes,
1: all the love. That's that's what I got. <laughs> yep, yep. And and uh, Max Greenfield was so tortured in that. Yeah. Season. Oh, because
3: like any excuse to talk about Tristan and Liz, really I'll take. Because I mean, he's good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: so meg okay i got go it
2: i got it fairly quick i did not do the same one i went with jake johnson because i knew jake johnson was in the new jurassic world movies and i was like those are big movies there's a lot of people in them it. it'll be easy to find and the only reason i was able to do this was because aaron has been talking about the normal heart, heart so much it's so good <laughs> and it's and not it. like a hump. it's just it's been implanted in my brain i haven't even seen the movie yet but it's just like the normal heart and finn those are they're forever meshed together now for me but so jake johnson was in jurassic world with bd wong who was in the normal heart with finn Wittrock. rock and i also just want to say i am two degrees also from finn Wittrock. rock
1: <laughs> that's
2: true You because are. <laughs> i was with christian bale in public enemies and he was in the big short <laughs>
1: Yes, yes. So Christian Bale might be not really going <laughs> to. We're going to do it, but it'll be. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Very, And there's there's the there's a picture out there where it's like the cast of the big short, which is a fantastic film. We're going to be talking about next year. It really year. is. And you look at, and this is the way Finn Wittrock looks at every event he goes to. He looks like he's a little kid and he's like, how the hell did I get here? And he's looking at Christian Bale the way I would look at Christian Bale if I were to see
2: him. Christian Bale
1: it's 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 adorable but yes yes so
2: so you know I had to throw that out there all the time that I was in a movie with Christian Bale like I have to
1: just like I told you very casually in a movie with Christian Bale I would never I would never stop talking about that if I was in a movie with Christian Bale I do not blame you one bit. So, so, so Tiff, did you did you come up with another way? Clearly, you all have thought about
0: this a lot more than me, and <laughs> I don't know too much about Finn Wittrock's IMDb. So, I'm going to let my I'll fellow say, panelists win. I have I'm another gonna, one. <laughs> I have literally no idea, except for the the only one I could think of was was yours, Zuzi that's yeah.
3: the, Listen. That's if you want, one. if you want, you can have that one, and I'll give the other one that I just thought of too. That I was like, oh, that. There, awesome. there are okay. a lot. There are a, a lot. Connection.
0: Yeah. yeah Okay. Well, then I'll use that one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> there you go. So, so go ahead, Susie. You
3: can do a second. Yeah. I just thought of the other one because I also just finished watching it. it. Was like in. So Max is in the assassination of Gianni V. And guess who else is in the assassination of Gianni V a boy
1: <laughs> beneath yeah we could do this converses old day. <laughs> that was a great schmidt oh that was a great schmidt yes yes so so i'm quickly there there's a there's a, another connection i'm going to use coach uh coach was played by damon waynes junior who was also in a movie called long weekend with whitrock so <laughs> Go watch that movie. It's it's really good. It's really sweet. It's a very sweet romantic comedy that you would like, Meg. So there's 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 another one to read because I was going to use the Max Rainfield one, but I'm like, okay. So oh, I guess she's thanks, like, Meg. It's a romantic comedy. <laughs> it's so good. So thank you for playing our new game. Um, I think it's going to be fun. Uh, um, so thank you, Susie, for helping to come up with this. It's it's awesome. So yes. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to close out and go around and have everybody say where they can be found and their podcast can be found. Meg.
2: So you can find Carla and I on our podcast, Bed, wed, Behead, Pod, where we play fuck, Mary kill with your favorite and least favorite fictional characters on the Twitter at Bed, wed, Behead, Pod. You can find us on Instagram at bed.wed.behead.pod. You can find us on other blue social media at Bed, wed, or Behead, Pod. And if you want to send suggestions for trios, you can send them to our Gmail at bedwedbeheadpot at gmail.com. And if you want to, for some reason, find me on the Twitter all by myself and my weird thoughts, you can find me at Wisconsinac, which is W-I-S-C-O-N-S-E-N-N-A-C-H. And again, blame Carla.
1: <laughs> and... I'll go the right alphabet here, but and Susie, where can they find you? <laughs> I wasn't prepared.
3: I had to memorize, I have to memorize my socials before I speak. I have to practice it in my head before I say, it. and even then, I still get it wrong. Uh, <laughs> so you can find me on the on the Bird app at <laughs> um at Susie Q under, un, Susie Q underscore SC, and then for Instagram. There's an un- it, the underscore has a buddy, uh huh, and t- to that. the to the username, <laughs> and then you can find my dog's Instagram at. You know what? I'm just gonna technical difficulties, folks, because the brain shorted out <laughs> without my permission. Um, and I and I say it. I just looked at it a couple of seconds ago because I was like, I need to be ready to say this out loud. Yep, it's uh Benny at Benny underscore. Wait, Lucita, don't tell him about this because I'll be so embarrassed.
2: <laughs> I adore you so much, Susie. I know I love you, Susie. You're the best,
0: Susie.
2: I, I have the brain funnies.
0: Excuse me, guys.
1: <laughs> oh, you gave it all. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> She's like I'm done. <laughs> She's like I gave this yeah, everything
2: sorry. I had. Yeah, I have. I I have done. Done. Yeah.
1: Oh. Uh, so,
0: Tiff, where can they find you? uh you can mostly find me on the twitters and i am at who is tip is me that is once again at who is tip is me normally tweeting into the void the dark black hole
1: come join me <laughs> i love the way you describe that it was so like i wanted to send dramatic music to it for some reason i <laughs> I wanted
0: to I like give you know the it. feeling of, you know, the cosmos, yeah. <laughs> like I'm deeper, mm-hmm. like I'm tweeting deeper thoughts than what I'm actually doing, because most of the time yeah. it's just me liking like the dodo videos, <laughs> with, you know, like baby elephants. <laughs>
3: Oh, I thought you meant like the bird, and I was like, ah, a fellow dodo aficionado. Come join I me in it, the yeah. void. Come I love me. the. Do- this is off topic, but I love the dodo bird so much. Like, I just want to. Like, I'm so sad, but I just want to pet one so bad. Like, I feel like they just got like a lot of like fun chunk. I just want to pet
1: them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just went the off dodo. the rails. <laughs> 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 it just ran oh, completely somebody. off. I
3: have of. the brain zoomies. What do you expect if, from if me? I, if zoomies. I
2: am being honest, I'm really, really proud of us that it took t- till now for the. Three of See? us to go off the rails because normally I feel like all of us would be like, Oh, let me go on this tangent. Yes, I, I have <laughs>
1: let this episode go longer than most, of the stuff, but it's we were on topic, Karen. Making- yes, no, I know no, we did really well. We did really we did
2: well. Really we didn't really even well. talk about Schmidt helping Winston come into his own
1: culture. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was <laughs> well before we okay. <laughs> um, so. This is Erin. <laughs> you, um, you can follow you, you can follow me on Twitter at EAPROBeauty. The E and the A and the B are capitalized. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod. On Twitter at fandom thing pod. No it's in that one. On Instagram at it's a fandom thing pod. On TikTok at it's a fandom thing pod. If you would like to be a potential interview guest on the show, any of these cast members, I would gladly have you on. I would love to feel free to reach out to us at the contact us button on our website uh, it's a or you can email us directly at it's a fandomthingpod at gmail.com And on our next episode we are going to be talking about community which was another new show to me. I do like this show. I will say this show was very hard to binge. <laughs> I had to take quite a few breaks from it because it's it's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. <laughs> and, but our next live stream, Carla will be joining me and possibly Jen, my podcast brain twin, to talk about Married with Children. So that should be a lot of fun. And we are still going to be talking about How I Met Your Mother. That's going to be a very uh, <laughs> a discussion about how a show can be so horribly wrong. <laughs> Thank you to everyone who who watched. Um, I know there were some people that watched too. I don't know who it was, but thank you for watching. Um, thank you to Carla for sticking with us for the, almost the whole thing. Thank you. Um, and thank you, Bex, who stopped by and made a comment. And anyone else who watches later. Thank you so, so much. Appreciate it. And until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing. Black lives matter and stop Asian hate. And Schmidt's first name was eventually revealed to be what, my panelists? Winston. Yes, I was hoping you all would do it at the same time.
2: (laughs) Let's try it again. I feel like a prompt is like, everyone, then mute yourselves.
1: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen The Bride and Groom?